Welcome to FHSU Tilt Talk, a podcast about educational technologies, teaching and learning, scholarly research, and service, hosted by Teaching Innovation and Learning Technology staff. Welcome to Tilt Talk, FHSU's podcast about educational technologies, teaching and learning, scholarly research, and service. It's hosted by Tilt, and today I am your host, Letitia Hake. I am the Faculty Development Training Specialist in TILT, and we will be talking on the topic of reviewing. So it focuses on our scholarly research, and I would like to welcome Dr. Mary Martin. She is our guest today. Dr. Martin, and I'm going to call you Mary during the episode, um, is a professor of marketing in the Robbins College of Business and Entrepreneurship at Fort Hayes State University. She's been teaching at FHSU for about 20 years, and she received the President's Distinguished Scholar Award in 2018. She received her doctorate at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in 1995 and has been reviewing manuscripts for almost 30 years. So welcome, Mary. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Great. So let's go ahead and jump in and talk about reviewing scholarly articles. And I'm going to start off by asking, why should those in academics consider reviewing articles? What are the benefits to reviewing? Well, I think it really depends on what stage you are in your academic career. Um, If you're a budding academic scholar, there's a lot of great reasons to review. Um, First, it can help you dig deeper into your academic field's research streams. And as a result, I think you can experience some satisfaction and joy in seeing how your own research fits into that overall scheme of things. I also think it's great for budding academic scholars because I think it can give you some ideas for research. You're in the stage where you're building your research and you are probably going to need some new ideas as you go down this road. I think it's also really important, and this can, this activity can allow you to build a network of scholars, and that's going to be really the editors when you're reviewing articles, and it's going to help you build a reputation in the field. And finally, of course, it's going to help you build a better tenure and or promotion file. Now, if you're more of a seasoned academic like I am, I still think there are some really compelling reasons to review articles. Um, it can really help seasoned academics reacquainted with a stream of research. Or it can help you get familiar with a new stream of research. I know my stream, my research has evolved over the years and somewhat changed focus and topics um, down as I've gone down that road. And it's given me new ideas for research as well. And it, of course, can help you reconnect with some of the scholars in your field. I think it's really important to remember in reviewing articles, you're returning a favor. You know, you're submitting your work to be reviewed and others are reviewing it you should do the same. Very good point. I agree. Um, We should all work together and return those favors. But is there ever a time that maybe you should say no to reviewing? Is there there an example that you can give us or talk about why maybe we should not? Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, you shouldn't just jump in and get an invitation to review and say, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. Um, I think there's several reasons. First of all, I would say no to reviewing if you're not really knowledgeable about the topic. Um, if you're somewhat knowledgeable about the topic, that's okay. But um, regardless, if you're very or even somewhat knowledgeable, if you want to do a good job on that review, it's going to require you to dive deep into the literature because you, you may not be the expert in that theory and or cited literature. Um, I think you should also say no to reviewing when the topic is not relevant to your own work. Um, I, in the marketing field, for example, there's so many different areas that one can specialize in. Um, Unless you want to expand into other areas within your discipline, I would be very careful about reviewing a piece that's out of your wheelhouse. 
Um, and if it is out of your wheelhouse, it's going to take you a lot more time and effort to do that because you're going to have to get familiar with the literature first. I, I think you should also say no re to reviewing when you're short on time and you cannot meet the deadline for the review. Um, you've got to make sure you can meet that deadline. Editors really dislike reviewers not meeting deadlines, and it could lead to you not being invited to re review again for that particular publication or perhaps others. Again, it's a small world. People know each other and they talk. Um, it's going to take you several hours to review good papers, and maybe fortunately, it's going to take you less time to review really bad or really good papers. So I think that's a really important point that you bring up. Um, is time involved. So can you maybe give us a little description of what's involved with reviewing? Uh, what kind of commitment should scholars look at putting in when they're going to be reviewing an article? Yeah, um, you know, depending on the journal, the commitment can be substantial. I would say for more prestigious journals, it's going to require more work and more time. Um, but, you know, regardless of the journal, it's going to take you several hours to review good papers. It's going to take you, again, less time to review really bad or really good papers. And, you know, why? As I said before, every view is going to likely require you to look critically at the literature that's being cited. Um, and again, this is going to take more time and effort if the manuscript topic is out of your wheelhouse. Um, one thing it's important to keep in mind and to remember is the better your reviews, the more you're going to be asked to review. So your commitment will increase over time. But you'll get better at it. Um, you'll become more effective, you'll do better reviews, and you'll become more efficient. It'll take you less time to do those better reviews. So when we're talking about you'll be asked more to review um, and your commit will, commitment will increase, can you talk about, is there, a, is there a number that we should consider if we're going to start reviewing? How many articles should you review, let's say, in a year? Is there, is there a, like a magic number or, or what's your advice there? Um, that's a really good question. I don't think there is a magic answer or number that you should um, consider. Um, for one thing, I think it really depends on the stage you are in your career. Like we talked about a couple minutes ago, when you're that budding academic scholar, you need to review manuscripts for the reasons we discussed earlier. On the other hand, you need to be very careful of your time and you need to put focus on your own research and your publications. But as you progress through your career and, and you get tenure and promotion, you're probably going to be able to focus more on reviewing articles. And again, there are very good reasons why seasoned academics should do it as well. I think it also depends on the journal or the outlet for which you are reviewing. Again, more prestigious journals in your field should require more of your time. Your reviews, along with your publications, really reflect who you are as a scholar. Uh, a good way to begin reviewing, in my opinion, would be to start reviewing competitive papers for conferences. Um, while these kinds of reviews also, they're going to reflect who you are as a scholar, um, but they probably won't take as much time because those competitive papers for conferences tend to be less developed. Um, there are always exceptions, but this tends to be the case in the marketing field. Okay, that's a great advice. Uh, and, and it's nice to know that there isn't a magic number, but you gave us some great options on what we can do. Um, to consider how many we should do in a year. So now that you've sort of described what the commitment involved is and how many we should consider, what are areas to consider or look for when you're actually reviewing the articles or maybe the criteria, if you will? What's the criteria that you kind of use when you're reviewing articles? Yeah, the, there's quite a few that I use. So I'll try to get through this somewhat quickly. But um, first, I would say whether the manuscript is written well. 
you've got to make it easier for, and I'm talking about the, the, the person writing the paper now, they should make it easy for a reviewer. Um, and when I review papers, I can tell this pretty quickly. I can tell whether it's written well. Um, but some of the basic stuff really works for me. I, I like the old saying, tell me what you're going to tell me, tell me, and then tell me what you told me when structuring a manuscript. I look for phrases like, the purpose of this manuscript is to. Um, I look for transitions between sections of a manuscript. I look for the specific statement, the contributions of this research include. I think those kinds of things make it a lot more readable um, for the reviewer. I also look for whether a manuscript is theoretically grounded. Um, I ask these questions of myself. Are the proposed ideas and the hypotheses um, that are put forth, do they fit well within what the theory is that is being used in the manuscript? Um, is, the, is the manuscript using the right theory or is there something that might be more appropriate and sometimes papers use more than one theory. And if so, so if there is more than one theory that might be appropriate, have the authors convinced me that they have made the right choice, that they've selected the most appropriate theory? Um, I also look for whether the manuscripts justifies not only the use of its theory, but also the hypotheses and the methodology that it's using. Um, again, is the theory appropriate? Are the hypotheses even worth pursuing? and is the methodology sound. I look at the cited research in a manuscript. Um, this is in the literature view, also throughout the methodology and everywhere in the manuscript. Is the cited research, is it relevant? Is it recent? Is it, do they include seminal pieces, i.e. those that are of great importance or have a lot of influence within a discipline? Are the um, sites from reputable journals? And is is the literature review complete? In other words, are there obvious manuscripts that should be cited but are admitted? And then finally, I think it's really important that the discussion or conclusion sections toward the end of a manuscript are meaningful and, and, and that the contributions of the paper are impactful. Um, does the discussion or conclusion, does it bring everything together? Does it state the contribution of your paper very convincingly and very clearly? And maybe most importantly, does it make the readers excited about where your manuscript leads them in terms of future research ideas? Those are great pointers, not only for reviewers, but like you said, also those who are submitting to scholarly journals. Um, I'm actually just beginning that process in my career, and I'm looking at what you shared and I'm thinking, man, this is something that I could use um, as I get ready to submit an article to some journals. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you shared that with us. But I do have a question. So how, as a reviewer, do you stay within these guidelines and not get too deep in the weeds? Wow, okay, that's another great question. Um, I think it depends on your reason for reviewing. Um, and honestly, it may be necessary to get deep into the weeds. Um, if you're that budding academic scholar, you know, like we talked about, there's so many potential benefits to reviewing manuscripts that I think it might be important to dive, to dive deep into those weeds. Um, if the article to review is in your wheelhouse, it allows you to dig deeper into your own stream of research and or lead to new ideas for your research, I'd say get into those weeds, go for it. But it's a delicate balance between doing those great reviews and focusing on your own research, of course, 
Uh, so I would suggest you think very carefully about what a particular review might help you accomplish and go from there in, de in determining how deep in the weeds to get. That's some very good advice. I think we can all heed that advice about what is your goal and is it going is, is this process going to get you to your goal? So I, I appreciate that. So as we kind of wrap up today, are there any other tips that you'd like to share about reviewing articles? Well, I would say from a famous marketing tagline, just do it and do it well. Remember, you're returning the favor. You're submitting work. Others are reviewing it. You should do the same. And you will want your reviews to be of high quality. You know, again, others are reviewing your work. You want to have some really great ideas and great feedback from those reviewers. So I'd strive to make this a big part of your academic career. And Thank you for joining us today, Mary. I think that's some really great advice that you shared on, on reviewing scholarly articles and maybe why you should consider reviewing scholarly articles. We hope that you join us next month on FHSU Tilt Talk. We'll be featuring our Tech Tuesday and our host next month will be Nathan Riedel. And again, thank you, Dr. Mary Barton. And I am your host, Letitia Haig with Teaching Innovations and Learning Technologies at Fort Hayes State University. Thank you for listening to this episode of FHSU Tilt Talk. Subscribe on Spotify, Amazon, and Google Podcasts. In the meantime, check out the TigerLearn blog or the Tilt social media pages for updates. We'll see you next time.